0: Com. coming to you live from the place of Franklin Estates in the West End of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, May the thirty first. But by the time you hear this, football is a month away. It's in the next calendar month. Virginia is going to open its "quote unquote" fall training camp uh, on July twenty seventh, according to uh, Virginia itself. So we are inching ever closer uh, to actual football playing on actual field against actual teams. Uh, obviously, the ACC announced earlier today that uh, Virginia's first three games, or first three, first three home games, rather, um, what the game time and TV uh, des- uh, designations would be. A whole lot of uh, ACC Network Extra, probably uh, in our future as we follow the Who's this season. But um, tonight we're going to talk about that season. We're gonna we're gonna we got a special guest on the show tonight to to come in and and, and kind of talk about maybe some expectations on the year and kind of uh, as we move out of spring and into into fall camp. I'm very happy to have the one, the only former Wahoo himself, uh, now the uh, color commentator on the Virginia Sports Radio network for football games, and he just told me a little while ago, which I'm very happy to to tell you, uh, he's going to be an author. He I guess at this point is an author. his book's coming out in about a month. It's called "I am Underdog: A Journey of Adversity and Blessings." Uh, he is Mr. Tony Covington. How you doing, Cov?
1: Hey, what's up family? How you doing,
0: man? I'm I'm great, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, I am i am i am glad to I'm looking forward to reading this book, I'll be honest. I, I you 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 dropped that on me a second ago. I was like, whoa. Um I told I told Tony, I'll tell I'll tell everybody out here, man. I, I want to be Tony Covington when I grow up. Um except I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna get that whole like playing on the field experience thing that you got, but you know what? It, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's um, like I like I told you before, man. I, I just really want to talk a little bit about the season uh, coming out of spring ball, kind of maybe setting the table a little bit in terms of expectations on 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 what we want to see out of this team, what we feel like is important for this team. Um, me personally, I kind of feel even though I only saw a handful of practices, I feel like I have a good grip on where this team is. But I felt like that a year ago too, and so this is this is a little bit of my own my own soul searching going on. Let's start let's start here, buddy. How how would you sort of frame what Bronco and his staff are are looking at this year? Is it as as dire in your opinion as as you prep for the season, um, as maybe some fans on the message board might think? Like, what do, what are your general ideas about what they're looking at this season?
1: Well, I, I think that they will have experience a little bit more experience working in the system. Uh, I think the off was dedicated to getting stronger. Uh, and faster. And in, in the first year was more of about that whole will development piece. And so I think they've really focused more on the actual football uh, in this offseason. And, and I think that will translate uh, to the season. Uh, you know, you, you you look at a William and Mary coming in that first game, you know, it's kind of akin to Richmond coming in last year. And, you know, the, the way that it all played out, it just lo- it didn't look like we were, uh, as prepared, you know, and, and Bronco admi- openly admitted to that, you know, kind of underestimated a little bit, weren't really sure where we were. Uh, and now I-, I think he has a full grasp on it. Um, and we did have some, some losses, but I think uh, a healthy binkert, uh, some young guys emerging at the receiver position. I think uh, w- very capable running backs uh, in Ellis Ham and, and with. Uh, the young guys coming in, the, the true freshmen coming in, I think they're going to play a significant role. Uh, and it it is really, really amounts. It really amounts to that offensive line play, get some co- continuity, consistency. Uh, and a being able to run the ball first uh, and then, you know, Binker being back, being able to take shots downfield, use play action. I think that will help us tremendously on the offensive side of the ball defensively same thing they, they are another year in the system uh, sh- should be experienced in the secondary uh, I, but I also think that it, it makes me a little bit nervous not a whole lot of depth at the defensive line not that fire hydrant type of nose guard like a David Dean like uh, Dante Wilkins uh, so you know, I, but I but I imagine you know, Coach Mendenhall will will will, will do some different types of things to kind of offset that, uh, in the hopes that you, you get someone or some ones uh, that will that will emerge on that front.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I guess we could. <laughs> it's like an evergreen sort of sort of co- to talk about quarterbacks at UVA, um, but I feel like it. If I'm building a house, right, let's, let's, I'm going to use this analogy, even though it probably sounds a whole lot worse in my head right now than, than it, than it, than it should have. But if I'm building a house in in terms of football, you need, there's a lot of foundation, right? You talk about lines, we talk about trenches, but realistically, like in college football these days, your quarterback is your everything. And I gotta say, I, I'm out of the prediction business in a lot of ways. I, I told I told people that before the spring even started. Like, listen, I I'm not gonna go in here and 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 start you know quote unquote looking for positives, but I do think that Ben Kirk looked lighter on his feet. He looked much more in command of the offense. He seemed um, in in various practices that I saw to be much better down the field with consistency versus having to. Ah uh, be good down the field because of because a you know he it's a it's a scramble drill and he basically just sort of creates some time these were these were in the pocket sorts of throws I thought he looked smoother his mechanics I thought looked better he he certainly looked like I said lighter on his feet more comfortable I, I, I like the way that that sets him up going forward I, I like the fact that he got a lot of reps I'm a little bit I don't want to say worried because that's not necessarily the case but it's I, it's good that he got 99.9% of the reps. That's great. He he probably needed the work. But I, I also would feel a little bit better about things given maybe some of the um, quarterback issues that have happened in Charlottesville uh, under several coaches. If there was somebody else you felt okay handed the ball to, um, and that I don't think you have. Now, maybe Marvin Zanders, the quarter the transfer from, from Missouri, comes in. He basically sort of fits right into that um, Devontae Cross role that they were – kind of carving out in this in the spring but overall I think quarterback seems in a in a good spot um it's hard to it's hard to say given what we saw on the field last year that it can be in a great spot but you know you you got a returning starter and a guy who has a you know he has an NFL caliber arm he has some clear issues in the pocket his pocket presence has to take a huge step forward he doesn't turn the ball over that's a dramatically different team and I understand that you know that's like saying, well, if Spud Webb was taller; he'd be a dramatically different player. But I just, I just feel like it—it's it, not that big a stretch to say that Ben Kirk has the potential to be better. And if he is better, what's that mean for this team? Now, on the other side of it, I don't—I don't want to beat, a base, beat people in the head with a baseball bat here because I think that we talk offensive line to death, um, especially as we went through the spring. But I'm, I, what you just said, I, I think, is is kind of spot on, right? It this this team has potential to be better in, in a variety of ways. I think wide receiver-wise, they've got some talent, even if after losing David Eldridge. I feel like the running backs are, are very quali- – uh, there's a quality group of guys, e- even though they lost Taquan Mizell and Albert Reed. Um, the offensive line will be uh, as, as important as Menkirk is. The offensive line has got to somehow manage to hold together. The, the question marks for me with the graduate transfers – it almost made what I saw in the spring from the offensive line, like not really matter much, if that makes sense. Right. That it almost seemed like, you know, these guys are going to be in it factors in the spring. Uh, excuse me in the fall. So what I saw in the spring, I mean, I saw a bunch of dudes moving around. Um, at least you got a chance to see like maybe where they want some of these younger guys to play. I, I, was, a, I was a little sad not to see RJ Proctor in action, but like, you you've played this game, man. How tough is it for a guy to come in off the street, basically? Because I mean, these guys are not going to be there for spring, right? They didn't get spring ball under their belts. Now, granted, they've played football. I'm not not trying to say they're noobs here, but like, how tough is it for you to come off the street, walk in in the summer, even if you even if you have maybe a summer session or, or two um, to 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 acclimate yourself? But to, like, not just like be a football player, but to be an offensive lineman on a team that needs offensive line help. And also be a brand new student at the University of Virginia like that to me sounds like quite the tall order. And I think sometimes we, we overlook how hard it is to just like plug yourself into a situation. You you were there. How tough is that, you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it will be challenging. Uh, but, you know, these guys, you know, the Notre Dame guys. So they're used to, to academic rigors. Uh, you know, they have you know, they have graduated. So they'll be in the graduate school. So I think academically they'll be fine. Acclimating yourself uh, with new guys, learning a new playbook, uh, and just trying to build continuity in a new system—that's the greater challenge. Uh, the guy—they've got to, in my opinion, they've got to come in in decent shape uh, because of the way that Coach Mendenhall runs pra- and Coach Winktrick run practice. You know, being uh, everything is fast, 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 and I think if they come in in shape. And and their football IQ is high, then they have a great chance to to contribute immediately. I, I remember reading something uh, the Broncos said, hey, I, you know, transfer guys, they're not coming in to to sit. If they're coming in and and they find themselves on the bench, you know, then we probably chose the wrong guys. You know, it's something along those lines, and and, and that's a true statement. You know, the, so I think they're counting on these guys, but they also wanted to make sure that. They got as many reps from the guys that are here that they possibly could get in the spring uh, so that if the guys don't pan out that that come in, at least they got some guys that that have been working through it some last fall uh, and got good quality time in the spring.
0: I I somehow managed to get you on the on the show and not start with with Quinn and, and, and Juan at safety. Uh, my apologies to you and to <laughs> and to the football gods that be. Um, moving Juan Thornhill to safety, uh, I I believe in our conversations, you and I have, have agreed that that was that was a very smart decision, especially with Tim back, uh, Bryce looking as as solid as he did last year. Some of the depth, I mean, look, they moved both uh, Juan and uh, Miles Robinson, I believe. So, talk to me about Juan. How do you feel like he fits there? Would you, I mean. I think I know the answer to the question before I asked. Would you rather see him be the, the free and, and let Quinn be the strong? Um, but how do you see that dynamic with those two guys back at safety?
1: Uh, I think it gives uh, Virginia some really much needed help on the back end from a range and speed um type of thing you know because I think with I mean not that Quinn's not athletic and not fast but you know he's a headhunter he 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 enjoys being around the ball making plays making plays that a lot of scrimmage I mean you can look at the the amount of tackles that he that he has each and every year the last two seasons and yeah I think that he's more comfortable in that space can he cover tight ends yes Can he go out and cover slots in an emergency situation? Yes, but that's not ideal. Whereas Juan has that range to go side to side, hash to hash. He can come down in that slot and play man to man. Um, And I I just think it benefits Virginia and gives them more flexibility back there.
0: And look, I mean, look, Tim and Bryce, dude, you're talking about some long cornerbacks who have good hips, guys who can move. Um, I expect, I mean, look, I didn't see um, a great, great deal of Tim. I mean, I, I watched enough of him in the in this spring to know that he looked, I want to say at least like a half step faster. He looked much more fluid. I, I thought getting in and out of his uh, of his of his like he just looked he looked ready. He looked and he looked really hungry like in a way that that I just have not seen. I mean, I've watched Tim Harris hell since he was like a sophomore in high school, right? And like he just looked like a different kind of dude. Uh, and, and I'm stoked to see uh, what his senior season can be like after getting basically last year robbed from him. Essentially, you know he made the right decision uh, to, to to have the surgery when he did and, and to and to hang it up and, and and shut it down and come back this year. Between he and Bryce, Virginia has two very good cornerbacks. Um, if there's anything that last season taught us though, is that sometimes you need a bunch of good DBs. Uh, I'm really excited to see what happens with Jermaine Crowell. Um, he seemed. Um from just it's very rare for Bronco to talk about a kid who you're not seeing right we didn't I didn't get a chance to see Jermaine do anything he was he was nicked up a little bit um but for Bronco to kind of talk about him the way he did Bronco's just not a rah rah kind of guy um so he has a lot of faith in him I'm excited to see uh how how they use him where he factors in and sort of uh how he kind of you know moves into that uh into that succession plan so to speak um also, defensively, for me, I think with Micah Kaiser being in the middle, I don't want to overstate the importance uh, or, I guess, what what it means for this team to lose Lane and Word at inside linebacker. But I'm really intrigued by some of – at least what they did in the spring, right, with Malcolm Cook on one side, Chris Peace, who looks like a whole – I mean, Chris Peace looks like a grown-ass man. He just – I mean, he looks completely different to me than the kid I remember covering it, uh, when he when he signed – But to have Jordan Mack at inside linebacker, how tough is a transition for? Because look, that kid came as a safety, right? And then he was an outside linebacker in a three-four. Now he's going to be playing inside primarily. You know, you know this scheme. How tough is that? Kind of. I mean, because like I feel like that dude, his head has to be swimming considering all of the stuff he's tried to learn and had to learn and now needs to learn moving forward. How tough is that?
1: Uh, it is extremely tough because you know back to the to the earlier point, you don't have a Dante Wilkins or a David Dean in there to to kind of hold that that middle section of the line down. So suddenly now you got a guy two hundred five two ten playing inside linebacker. You know if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm looking at that saying, "Oh yes, yeah, iso right. iso iso all game long." Right and. You know, you may be able to hide him in a 43 with because you've got an extra defensive lineman, but you don't have that in the 34. So I think, you know, Bronco will be very creative in trying to hide him on the inside, but I think it's going to be a challenge for him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested to see how, how it plays out uh, because I, I, I just have nightmares of, of teams just running right at him Uh, You know, and it it, like I say, I I keep harping on that lack of a fire hydrant in that middle, but it will, it it will be an impediment, you know, and and I just think it's going to be an issue. I just think it's going to be an issue. I hope I'm wrong, right? But I think it'll be an issue.
0: Well, and then too, I think look, by the time the fall comes, I mean they had enlisted at at two thirty. Um, on the spring roster, if he's if he's any if he's close to that, if he's look, I, I look, go back and watch that video. He's a he's gotten to be a big dude, man. Um, wow. but if if he's ba- if he's close to two thirty five, two forty by the time, I, but I still I still think that the point still stands, which is like if you come up against a team that can do a lot of stuff through the middle. I, I look, Micah Kaiser's a beast, but my, Michael Kaiser can't do everything on his own. I mean, he, he has right. no S on his chest. Um, right. It's it it's gonna be tough, especially like you said, because you don't have that defensive tackle, that nose tackle. Now, I don't want to sell Joanne Moye short because I thought in in some of the reps I saw, um, he was he he was he was putting in some work. And now it's always hard in that setting to understand whether you're watching a good defensive player making plays or you're watching a, a, a an unknown defensive player making plays because the offensive line is is rough. But I, I I think if he can continue to add size the way he has, um, and and two, I I saw some wrinkles, um, where they were it was almost like a three three five sort of stack, and they were, mm. and they were doing okay. different things with Chris and Cook, where sometimes one of them would be down and sometimes the other one would be down, and it would almost depended on like, um, not just what look the offense was giving them, but also to like down and distance situation and stuff. And they were also flipping Jawan and, and and the handback kid uh, at times, and so mm. a, it's a it's an interesting sort of um uh sort of question that Broncos' sort of has to answer as the season goes on. Speaking of answering questions and look, I mean, this is if this just me and you, you know, we just chat and we just chin wagon and we doing our thing. You saw this team last year, last spring. You you were around these guys. You talked to the kids last season had to have been just a massive disappointment for him. I thought look watching them this spring that they were dramatically different. They were they seemed to me to be tougher. They seemed to be the hitting I think was exactly what they needed. They needed as much hitting as they could get. When you look forward, what do you need what do you want to see from this team in the first game and a half or two to make you think that that the that this season's not going to be what last season was. What do you what are you looking for? site obviously look, wins <laughs> wins would be great. Trust me, I run aside with the message board. I get it. But like what, what do you need to see on the field from these guys in order to feel much better about 17 as as opposed to what happened at
1: 16? physicality is, is going to be my word. That's going to be my watch word. Uh, because I'm I'm talking a physical running attack. A physical, de- gang tackling defense. I mean, just laying guys out. I-, I think that'll show me a lot, you know, because I've I've heard, the, you know, the talk about guys have gotten stronger, guys have gotten bigger. I want to see that translate. You know, Coach Coach Mendenhall, he recognized that the guys needed to be more physical, so that that's why there was so much so much hitting uh, in this in this spring. And so I, I'm hoping that they continue that. That it translates uh, to September when they when they start to the line up when the live bullets are there and the games count uh, because that that's going to be key man you have got to be have a physical presence I honestly feel that if Virginia can run the ball effectively I think that's going to make Kurt vinkert an even better quarterback uh, because of, of the presence of of play action uh, you know we we know that he can sling it you know but guys got to be able to get it they got to be able to to make those big plays we we saw some things last spring Brad that we still didn't get a chance That's to true. really full see yeah, during right. the season yeah. you know right. and, and i think a lot of that was breakdowns in the offensive line scheme uh Binkerts just you know still getting his feet wet and and you know kind of just getting re-energized and and understanding what this game is. We saw, like I said, it's just crazy. You see so many glimpses of talent and you're like, oh man, they just can't seem to Mm -hmm. put it together. So my hope is that him losing the weight, him being more confident, him being healthy, uh, that he's going to be much more of a leader. And, And not that he wasn't trying to lead last year, but I just think Sometimes you try to do too much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's it's really it's 11 guys on the field at a time. It's 111 Don't 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 try to be Superman. Handle your handle your business, your job and trust the guys to, to, that they'll handle theirs.
0: I, I agree. And, you know, what's funny is, is that um, as we talk about, you know, we talk about what happened last year. I think we, we, we also have to be mindful that I think the staff, I don't want to say panic, but I think they made some changes along the way, um, trying their best to get the most out of what they thought they could get. And I think they they overcorrected in a variety of ways. I mean, the, the that debacle in Blacksburg is all you need um, to sort of peg that. But I think to, you, your, to your point about the physicality – the piece of it, you know, not just asking Them to come in and hit a lot In the spring, but man, they played nothing but football I mean, it was, I mean, there was some Drill work, but if the practice, if if I Take Bronco at his word that the practices we saw Were very indicative of the practices we didn't See, man, they oh. were, do everything was Football, everything was 11 On 11, actual football Guys hitting, taking to the ground, I mean it looked it, some of them were situations, right, okay It's third and two, uh, who, who can Get this point, can the defense get a stop, can the Offense move to change, and I gotta say, I really, I really think that the the departure from how he did things last spring and the corrections that he made this spring are are very um, are very uh, reassuring to me. Now, if I had come out this spring and it had been a lot of what I saw last year, I, I would have been concerned. But I think, I think what I saw certainly to me is the is the first steps right towards righting the ship. And and I think Bronco. You know, he probably wants. He probably wishes he could go back to the pre. You know, that 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 period of time last year where he was telling everybody, you know, I've never been home for Christmas, and I'm planning to start now. Maybe part of that was just him hoping to get people excited, and hoping, um, you know, hoping to get some juice and things. But at the same time, like he didn't, he didn't know, you know. And he and and I think at this point he has a very clear idea. Um mm-hmm. let's get you out of here on this man. I'm I'm curious. Give me give me one player breakout guy you're expecting to have a big season. If it's somebody who's had a big season before, um that's a little <laughs> less interesting, but uh I will, we'll take it. But give me give me somebody who, who you really expect is going to have a really big season.
1: I'm looking at Joe Reed, man. Why you, I'm looking why, at Tony. Joe.
0: Why you got to do that, man? I I got a little pad here and I just wrote Joe Reed and I was going to start like scribbling underneath it so I didn't Go ahead. Go ahead, steal my yeah. dude. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Dude, I, I just think that that young man showed some glimpses of some stuff last year that he he has monster beast potential, you know. And I just I really I really feel like he is going to he's going to really break out this season. That's my guy.
0: Yeah, dude. I look. I remember going to Rivals Camp at um, a Collegiate here in Richmond, and he ran one route and. Adam Friedman, who was our mid-Atlantic guy, walked over and said, "UVA is gonna be lucky if they keep that kid." And UVA was lucky that he played at Charlotte Cornhouse where nobody <laughs> saw him, and he was doing everything. I mean, he was like, but you're right. I mean, not just in terms of his uh, of his special teamwork, but also like just what they were doing with him in the in the in the spring festival. I mean, just like the idea of being able to 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 play have a guy like him p- and, and play Zacchaeus off of him a little bit. Maybe in maybe in some ways, Zacchaeus and, and, and Smoke were too similar, and the stat, and they just never really could figure out how to use them um, against each other the right way. But with Joe Reed, you can do a lot of stuff, especially if you gonna have Hasis Dubois out here flattening dudes. That's that kid blocks better than any wide receiver I can remember in in recent. I mean, maybe back to Bird and Inman, they were pretty good blockers. But um, between those guys, if Lavroni's healthy which he looked very good this spring um you know I, he always gonna... looks good in the spring no. he always looks good in the spring okay that's fair but I do think that he he to me he looked a little bit um sleeker and I thought his routes were a little bit stronger um and he was certainly in the right place at the right time it, his 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 catches I saw this spring were not just athleticism they were he was he was where his quarterback needed him to be um mm-hmm. but look I think a lot of the offense, is, is going to be geared around Alameda, And is it well it should but Joe Reed is going to be the dude uh, I think Ooh. you and I agree on that um, I, I think Bottom line on this team at least For me right now is I, I do think There's some, some potential for them to be better I just don't know What their ceiling is right I don't know Where that where that is I know what the floor is We've seen it um, right You know I, matter of fact the last time we saw The team in actual Virginia jerseys was Was that floor but I just don't know where the where that that ceiling is, and I I think your point earlier about Ben Kirk and certainly the idea about the running game. If if Albert, excuse me, if um, Daniel Ham and and Jordan Ellis are able to be the guys that uh, that that we saw in the spring with with some you know consistency, you you sprinkle in some Lamont Atkins and and Jamari Peacock. That's a really nice stable of backs right there. Yeah. that can do a lot of different things. Um, I, I, I and and quite honestly, the fact that Ham and Ellis are both very good. And pass pro, I think is is a huge benefit because you can keep those guys on the field. Um, mm-hmm. So I, as I, as I look forward offensively, Ben Kirk, e- even if they're going to continue to do this thing where it's like they go fast but not really, which seems to help them, right? They huddle, but they they get out of the huddle fast and they they get they want to run the play quickly. Um, that sense of rhythm, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that, and I I just I think there's there's plenty to like, and I don't think you have to, you know, I don't think you have to be, you know. Drunk off of orange and, and blue uh, Kool-Aid to to think that maybe you know maybe maybe they'll have some 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 success and then you look at the schedule the schedule this schedule yes. is yes. Not- <laughs> and I like what they're doing with the scheduling man like you know yes. some of these future schedules too uh, they're finally starting to to wise up and uh, if only they had done this several years ago people on the message board wouldn't have been freaking out but
1: yeah you know, yeah well, of- think of it this way though Brett think of it this way if the way that schedule sets up. You know, with William and Mary, Indiana, and Connecticut. If Virginia can come out of that three and 0 going on the road to Boise for the first week, you I think the confidence that those kids will have will will just I think that will increase the level of play within itself. Yeah. Because they'll have that sense of belief that they haven't had in a while. They'll you know because I mean you can you could come in as a new staff. You can preach and, hey, we're going to change this and build character and strength and speed. And, you know, if you're not winning, it's hard to continue to, to buy in. But if you that's why I want these kids to have success so that they can truly buy into Broncos system and and just get that sense of belief. And I think that will springboard them to the rest of the season. If they can get those if they can come out of that three, and 0 going into Boise, no telling what can happen. You know, and, and if they if they if they could get three wins from the gate, I feel like they can get six or seven.
0: Yeah. Now, here's my thing. I, and it, I, I I do believe this. If they if they beat William and Mary and they come out of that basically handling their business, I, I think they're in a much different place mentally. Uh, I think that Richmond game essentially I don't want to say it killed the season, but in some ways it did, because every time I, I feel like there were there were some bright spots. Don't get me wrong. But every time that there was some adversity, man, they just couldn't stay in the fight. They come out of that. They come out of that. You know, whether it's the first three, whether it's the first one. I I do think some success would would be would do them a wealth a a wealth of good. And and quite frankly, it's it's what this team has to do. I mean, they got to they've got to be able to on this in in, in this season this schedule to be able to 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 bank some wins. Um, But look, it'll it'll be here, hopefully before we know it. Um, like I said, July is, is is next on the calendar as as you listen to this t- uh, today, um, so it, we'll have real honest football to talk about uh, soon. We won't have any uh, any doubts about uh, <laughs> about what's going on. But no look, doubt. Tony, appreciate the time, brother. Uh, again, um, guys, everybody out there, make sure you you look him up. Uh, look up his book next month. And uh, I am underdog: A Journey of Adversity and Blessings from Tony Covington himself, my man. One of my one of my good friends, and, and certainly has been kind enough to 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 share some thoughts on the message board. Appreciate that, uh, and 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 I know you are you're like the busiest dude I know. So I really appreciate you <laughs> popping in from time to time, man. Appreciate you giving me some some time tonight. Um, thanks for 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 being on the show, buddy. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, anytime, man. You know, hey, we family. So anytime <laughs> you need me, I'm here, baby. Absolutely.
0: Uh, we want to thank Tony one more time for for giving us some some of his time tonight, and want to thank everybody out there for for continuing to support the show and give us a listen. As always, thank you very much. So, for my man Tony Covington, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.